Hey everyone. Thank you for taking the time to join in with Uncommon Women Podcast, a dope podcast to bring light to reality from real life people sharing real life stories with a host of women having real life talk, the good and the bad with no judgment. Uncommon Women's Loyalty is here to support those that need a safe space to speak their truth and rawness to the world. Tune in, relax, take notes, and let's vibe. Here are your hosts, Uncommon Women. Hey, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Uncommon Women. I'm Shanira. And I am Tyra, also known as the Gold Guru. Yeah, so today we have an amazing speaker that's going to hit the platform in just a moment. Uh, she's a business owner. Her name is Nadra, a mother of four, as well as a grandmother, born and raised in Detroit. She also went to um, Michigan State, currently residing in North Carolina. And today she's going to speak on her business uh, that she started called Organic Beauty, which I'm super excited. Uh, but before we get into the details of that, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you enjoy doing for fun? Sure. Again, my name is Nandra. My nickname is Nani. I am the middle child of three children in my family. I um, have an older brother and a younger sister. Born and raised in Detroit, as you stated. Um, uh, during the day, I, I love, I have a corporate job still as I'm doing my business, Organic Beauty. So I am a paralegal by profession. Um, yes, I'm very good at researching, which is, which is one of the tools that helped me to form Organic Beauty. Um, I actually relocated from Detroit to Charlotte, North Carolina in 2007. Been here, love it, and never to look back. Although I do miss going home. And I mean, some of my family, all of my family is at home, but I go home as often as I possibly can. Two daughters, two sons as my family, and I have one granddaughter and a host of cousins, other relatives. Okay, okay. So besides you working and, you know, and being a mom and being a grandmom, what do you like doing on your free time? Do you have free time? When I have free time, <laughs> yes. I belong to a run club here in Charlotte called Black Girls Run. It was actually, uh, when I moved here, I just saw a lot of people outside running and I never you know, knew how to run. That was always a punishment, right? Go run a lap and come back. <laughs> and so I joined the organization and it actually had like a walk before you run program. You would start off in intervals walking and then you would build up to actually running three miles, which is, you know, a, a 5k. And then they would sign you up for your first 5k race. Oh, wow. and, you know, so it was a wonderful program. And I started that in 2014. Never. I mean, I've, I've run half marathons, you know, which is 13 miles. Wow. And then I ran one full marathon, which was 26.2 miles. I did that. Wow. I did that in February 26, 2022. Never forget the day. How long did it take you to run that? Just five and a half hours. Five wow. and a half hours. How do you have the push to keep going? Because I just started running like two days ago, and I promise you, I, there has to be another way. <laughs> so the funny thing about our bodies is, you know, when you get to that point to where you're like, I got to stop, I got to rest. Yeah. No. So that's what the the walk before you Training run program is. Mm -hmm. To push through that uncomfortable zone, it's like within that first 10 minutes is when your heart rate is getting up. But after you keep going after that 10 minutes, you'll see you, you get into a motion. You get into like this mode and you can keep going, but you just have to, you know, you add a little more, you add a little more and 
you know, take you slow your heart rate by inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your mouth. That slows your heart rate down. You keep going. Wow. But it's, it's it's training. It's a lot of training. What, what do you do about the side cramps? I don't. I never had those. Are you eating? <laughs> is it something? Never had the side. I've heard. Of, I've heard of people saying that their lower back hurts from running. Mm -hmm. uh, I've never had mm -hmm. side cramps. I used to cramp up in my legs and toes and feet really, really bad. But I found out it was because of I didn't have enough salt because I sweat a lot. So oh. I started actually doing like pink Himalayan salt in in my water, in my food, and and my cramps never came back again. So I only had like that helps with that. That's good. To yes, know. Mm -hmm. that's good. To, yeah, I'm a very sweaty person, so that makes that makes Me sense. Too. <laughs> but my son's legs cramp up a lot with yeah. running track and they never said they just was like well you're not he's not stretching enough nope wow it's thought it's thought yeah oh, mm -hmm. okay and what it is is a lot of people in those positions they don't really know what's going on so i think that is good that you know how to actually take care of your body and naturally yeah it was a lot of trial and error i even had doctors that you know lots of black girls running charlotte has about eight thousand members and there's yeah. doctors and they were like, oh, you're not hydrated enough. I said, I, mm -hmm. drink, a gallon, I drink a gallon of water. Right. <laughs> oh, try mustard packets. And so I would do a mustard pack. It wouldn't help. It it was, for me, it was salt. So mm -hmm. I, I found this recipe where you get a mason jar. You 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 fill it up like a quarter of a way with, with pink and land salt and all the rest with water. Let it sit overnight. And so then the water. You just take a tablespoon of it and put it in your water, eight ounces of water. Mm. And that's it. And that's all I had to do. Wow. And that's, that's all I had to do. That's but awesome. it was fun. It was fun. It, it's, you know, when you finish, I mean, out on the course, it was pretty tough um, because we signed up. We first started training in 2019 and then COVID hit in 2020 and the governor canceled our race because no one could gather, no crowds could gather. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I had already picked the course out, Wilmington, North Carolina. You run along the Atlantic Ocean. It's totally flat. They were like, yeah, okay. I was like, that's good. So then we trained. We, we ran all the way up to 23 miles. And then that's when the governor canceled it. So we were bummed oh, out. Um, we signed. They let us transfer our registration to the next year, 2021. Um, and 2021, they moved it to the summer. They moved it to like September. And so that means we would have to train throughout the heat in the summer. Mm -hmm. I can't. I can't do heat because I sweat too much. And so yes. <laughs> we postponed it again. But all the while, we're steady training because you don't want to lose that, you know, your muscles. Momentum. You have muscle, right. muscle memory. They'll remember you did make it 23 miles. And so then 2022, we they moved it to February and we did it, but they changed it to a Boston Marathon qualifier, which means those people were, you have to, I think, finish the Boston Marathon in under three hours. So that means... By the time I was halfway, they were done. They were high five yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? So it was lonely out there on that course. It was lonely because oh, you used, you know, you you kind of spot somebody in front of you. And you'll say, I'm gonna keep up with that person. I'm gonna keep up with that person. Yeah. And you're the only one out there, you don't see anybody in front of you, anybody behind you is is it's lonely. It was hard. Mm -hmm. I was like, this that is the dumbest thing I could have ever seen. It. <laughs> yeah. You cussing, cussing yourself out the whole while like, you did all this for a medal. You did all this for what? But then as you're finishing, you're like, ah, I did it, I did it. Yeah. What <laughs> takes place after you're done? Like, what do you do you want to eat? Do you want like what do you do? Oh my gosh. They, so they have like all these things for you to give away. I mean, all these giveaways, drinks and and, and race stuff to get tons of pictures. There's dancing, music, oh, yeah. food. 
Um, that's it. You kind of just celebrate, take pictures. That's it. That, that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's a, a celebration of completing too. I guess that's a mm-hmm. that's a reward in itself. You know. Yes, it is. They they call it the one percenters. You're a one percenter because only one percent of the population has ever done a marathon. So I'm part of the one percenters. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Because I ain't one one percent of that. <laughs> I am also a foodie. So I love trying new restaurants. I love, I, I just love dining. I love going out to eat. I love wine pairings. Um, mm-hmm. I have friends that are writers and and, and bloggers and content creators for different restaurants. Um, restaurants and things like that. I, mm. I, I I love it. I started a, a group dining around the crown. I just haven't had the time to actually start it, you know, because people were like, you should start a foodies group. I was like, you're right, because I miss it and I'm mm-hmm. gonna start one. <laughs> but that's if that's like event planning. I don't think I'm right. Good. That's I'm not good at event planning. I'm good at attending, but mm-hmm. I'm not good at event. <laughs> so I I've got to start it because I love, you know, I love to just my my one friend, she took me out as she was interviewing a chef. They, they gave us a five course tasting. Mm. It's just you feel so special when the chef's coming out with this plate and you're and this is this and this is that. Oh, enjoy! And then comes back with another one, and you're like, oh, this, is how, this is how you're really wow. supposed to taste food and dine, and then wine pairings. Oh yeah, this pairs well with this one. So I love that that experience. I just have to get it started. Probably next year. I can't do it this year. Yeah, I think that'd be a good experience, especially with you enjoying, you know, different cultures and trying different foods and things like that. And then giving your intake on it and doing the reviews because people love reviews. So, yeah. yeah. And that's my way of kind of being social because I feel like, you know, to grow your business, you need to meet people. You need to get out there, meet other business Mm -hmm. owners. And so I have to kind of stay social. Networking. Mm -hmm. Networking. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Networking Mm -hmm. is a big piece. So yeah. you said you're uh, the middle child of three, correct? Yes. That's correct. How, how was your life growing up in Detroit? Well, growing up, I thought it was great. You know, you don't realize that you were a poor black child till you get to college and then the professor <laughs> tells you that. You're like, yeah. I thought I was living good. What do you mean? Right. <laughs> so I had an older brother who absolutely loved me. He's six years older than me. So he wanted a sister. So he was excited to have this baby sister. And so I just remember us being inseparable. Um, my mom would say, yeah, he would say, you know, hurry up, do her hair so she can go with me. So I remember hanging out with him all the time. Mm-hmm. I remember we were walking to um, a corner store. We lived on the east side of Detroit. So, so for y'all who don't know, that's the bad side. And so <laughs> we lived on the east side of Detroit. And we were walking to um, the corner store. And these boys stole our baseball caps. We had like Detroit Tiger baseball caps. They stole our baseball caps. And I think my brother's bike. So my brother came home. So if I was, I was probably about three. He had to probably be about nine. And mm-hmm. so we came home and my daddy, he ain't playing. My daddy, my daddy was that about guy. that life. About that life. He, he has like, to be. He has we, to be living right. <laughs> we going up to that corner store and look around the corner. No boys just so happen to stay around the corner. Mm-mm-mm. My brother, this little the boys is teenagers, right? And so he was like, go up, go up on that porch and get them hats. <laughs> And my brother, my brother did it. I don't know what my daddy was doing in the background, but my brother went up there, he got them hats, and, and we came on back home. 
that was one of my earliest memories. I have so many. And then as we got older, my brother, he started dating girls. He's taking me all over his little girlfriend's house. I got to sit in the living room while they looking out somewhere or something. But he took me. I saw him kissing girls. I mean, everywhere. Um, My mom and dad divorced when I was like 12. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my goodness. We moved. Uh, the girls went with my mother and mm-hmm. my, my brother went with my dad. For So for me, that was a huge loss. That separation, right. He was more important to mm-hmm. me than my own parents. You know, he was the one mm-hmm. taught me how to ride a bike. He was the Aww. one taught me how to read um, everything. And so... You know, that was hard. it was that was really hard for me. So every summer and every holiday, every school break I got, I went, you know, to stay with my dad right. and my dad and my brother. Yeah. And so my dad, he took a, a coaching, a football coaching job. And he was like, you're going to be a cheerleader. And I was like, OK, I, you know, I'm a daddy's girl, whatever. He right. Had. And so I joined um, the East Side Cowboys. It was the police athletic league team. And I was like eight years old. I think you had to be nine. My daddy was like, tell me nine. And so, <laughs> <laughs> he went and got one of my brother's girlfriends who was on one of the, she was on the older cheer team to mm-hmm. teach me everything I needed to know. All the cartwheels, round okay. off, blitz, jump. She taught me everything I know, the, the cheer to, for the tryout and everything. And so I made the C team, which was supposed to be for nine and 10 year olds, but I was eight. Uh-huh. And so... <laughs> I will never forget the judges were sitting there on the stands while we all had to try out. And my daddy's back there. He's like that dead, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 but I made it. So that was those years were my favorite years Aww. because I, I got to spend so much time with him, you know, watching him coach. Everybody, all the boys were scared to talk to me because you coach Hank Dorn, you coach Hank Dorn. But those years were Aww. my best years. Oh, I didn't tell you my, my most tumultuous years was my mother and father. They, my dad was abusive, mm-hmm. always fighting my mother, always fighting my mother. So when they divorced, for me, I was happy. I was so happy oh, because okay. you know when you start hearing rumbles. You start your you already know what's going on. Oh right. my god! And I could just remember being so stressed out. My brother would just, yeah. you know, tell me to come in his room, sleep in the bed with him, and we would just be sitting there. My sister was such a baby; she don't remember any of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember mm-hmm. it all, and my brother remembers way more. You know, way right. more than I do. And it was just, you know, my dad was on drugs mm-hmm. and just crazy. And so when they separated and divorced, I, I was so happy. I was I was so happy. But then as a result of that, because he was the breadwinner, we moved every year. And oh, so with the name like Nandra, yeah. every time it was time for the attendance, I would get anxiety because I'm like, please don't mess my name up. And sure, sure enough, they would. And the kids would start laughing. I hated mm. it. So then I'm ready to fight. You laughing at my name? You know? <laughs> so yeah. Right. <laughs> Fighting all the time because they picking at my name. Oh my gosh, they just call me Nanu Nanu. For all you old people who remember Nanu Nanu, or they used to be like, "Honey, get your adverbs here." Lottie Dottie came out. I mean, just always making fun of my name and stuff. But when we finally moved into a home um, on the west side of Detroit, we never moved again, and I loved it. I loved it. I, I felt like I was at home. I, I went to school with the same people, middle school, um, elementary school. I went to a different high school, though. But mm-hmm. just, to, just to know that I'm stable. I'm stable. Mm-hmm. I'm not the new kid anymore. Teachers remember me from year to year. 
Um, they know how to say my name now. Right. You know? so that was that's what I needed in my life because mm -hmm. it, it was bad. I used to fight all the time and never got kicked out though. That was so funny. Because mm -hmm. I was, you know, an honors kid. You know, they never, yeah. you know. I, I was just gonna say, I was just gonna say you were somebody's favorite. And that means they knew that you didn't start it, you just finished. That's right. what my mama would say. Right. She was like, you didn't start yeah. it. She didn't want to start them. Right. <laughs> but yeah, for me, yeah. that was all. Oh, oh my gosh, just to not move again. Um, mm -hmm. to be stable, have a stable household, a stable environment was everything. And so that was one of the things I said when I became a parent, I knew. Oh. Yep. Staying where you go. Yeah, my kids not gonna be moving around from year to year. No, mm -hmm. that makes sense. That's good. Yep. That's good. Mm -hmm. That's that's amazing. So, how is your relationship now with your brother? Did y'all reunite to being besties when y'all got as y'all got older? Well, he's always been my bestie. Like when I tell you, you can feel like you can do the most bad things. You can feel my brother always had my him and my daddy. They were mm -hmm. so encouraging. Mate, I mean, they gave me so much confidence that. Nobody could ever tell me anything about myself because my daddy and my brother said this, and I already looked yeah. up. To him. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, even like guys I would date, my brother he would be like, eh, "No, <laughs> you're not on your level." My daddy would be like, "No, you're not dating nobody till you go to college. You go to college, now you a husband in college. You can't date nobody till you go to college." And you know, or three years older, that's too old. That's too old for you. I used to think three years older than me was so old, you know. And, <laughs> My, but my brother, he always wanted somebody who was kind of a celebrity type, or he gonna be a basketball, or he going to the NBA, uh -huh. or he going to the NFL. Like he liked them type of guys for me. Um, you couldn't be a, just a regular college kid. It had to be somebody. Uh -huh. He special. wanted somebody that was going somewhere so that he could take you, <laughs> or so he can brag. Yeah, my sister, uh -huh. you know, my sister married too. But always like he, I'm, when I tell you, so influential in my life, like. Yes. He went when he went away to the Navy when I graduated from high school. I was so sad. He was stationed in San Diego. Okay. And though I was so sad, but I like talked to him all the time. We wrote letters to each other all the time. Then he got married. Um, so then his wife was like my sister. Like okay. it was it, I loved it. They divorced though. They divorced. Um they they didn't stay married too long. Then they divorced, but he's always he's silly, he's funny, you know. Okay. He's still there, yeah. My younger sister, we're the oil and water. Yeah. <laughs> my brother, I have a I have a knot on my forehead. Right here. I think it's yep. So my brother said when I was little, had to be about two, because I'm two years older than her. Mm -hmm. that he was like, I was being mean to the baby, and you hit the baby. So he went like bam, punched me right here. <laughs> yep, there it go. He punched me right there. He said, because I just never wanted her. My mama said I never wanted her. Oh, some kids yeah. just some kids are just like that. Oh, like yeah. you wanted to be the only girl. Oh <laughs> that's so bad, ain't it? And then it <laughs> didn't work, so you just switched to the boy's side. Right. <laughs> yep. Oh, and so Total opposite of me, you know, total opposite of me. So we, we, you know, we get along for the most part. Yeah, we're cordial. <laughs> that's usually how sisters that's, No, are. that's my only sister. So, you know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, Nadra, when you were growing up and you were the, I feel like it's not even overachiever. You just knew to apply yourself really young. You were cheering with nine, 10 year olds, you said it was, right? Mm -hmm. So you were cheering with big girls. Mm -hmm. you know hanging out with your brother 
is this what you, especially because you didn't, you lacked the stability before you first moved into, you know, your forever home, basically. Did mm-hmm. you see this for yourself? Did you know this is what I wanted to do? Be a businesswoman. How did this come about? How did you transition into organic beauty? Tyra, I wish I knew that I would do it. I can only imagine where my business would be by now, you know? Yeah. But in my generation growing up, it was mm-hmm. graduate from high school, go to college, college. get, get a, good job. a good job. Yeah, girl, yep. you good in math. You good in math. You need to major in yeah. accounting. Math. You need to be an accountant. Yep, and do something. My daddy was like, "You need to learn how to type because if you know how to type, you can always get you a secretary job." Uh-huh. So, <laughs> you know, what I mean? nobody looked at you know what are you good at? Yeah. But I, you know that middle child, you you are an overachiever because you want all the attention. So, you know, I played the violin, the piano. I was cheering. I was in the choir. I danced. I did whatever I could do to get my people to come see me. They love me. Do mm-hmm. something. And then so I get a certificate and put it on my wall and hang it up so everybody can see all my certificates, all my trophies. That's all I cared about, like getting stuff and showing mm-hmm. yeah. that I can, I can do this, I can do that. I wish they would have talked about entrepreneurship when I was in middle school or high school. No, mm-hmm. even high school. Take the typing class because we have a contract with General Motors and y'all can get some jobs. Now, we did have some good jobs working for GM, you know, mm-hmm. but <laughs> you know? so I want to say what probably inspired me to I, I love learning things and mm-hmm. I love like I can people always, you know, you know, those kind of people who can see something and then oh, I, I can do that. Do right way. <laughs> oh, man. oh, yeah, I can, I can do that how to do that I, i'll read it you know that's how i've always been it's never been you can't do this you can't do that you know except for you know i was a cheerleader all them years and i get to to michigan state university and try out for the cheer team i'm 511 they five feet and so <laughs> the coach was like you're just too tall so it was timing you know they're trying to throw me up in the air hold me up <laughs> mad at my daddy like you man you who y'all didn't know i was gonna be this tall. i am the tallest woman though <laughs> I was like, y'all didn't know i was gonna be this tall up here cheerleading and dance can't even do nothing with that um yeah. but no i never knew about it was my ex-husband who actually lit this spark in me okay because that was him he he would never work for anybody he always yeah entrepreneur you know and so when I was in um, grad school you had to write your thesis and so I went for a master's in public administration because I was supposed to be like in city government city council city Mm -hmm. manager things like that but I I had a fellowship to go to DC to be a city manager I looked at the salary I was like I can't afford that paycheck I got three kids so Mm -hmm. because I always I work you know grad school I was working and going to school you know at the same time and so they had the, well, you can minor in nonprofit management. I had worked for various nonprofits, the Kellogg Foundation, other grant-making um, organizations. And I love the work. And so I was like, oh, yeah, I can, I can maybe stay on that track and, and do that. My thesis was on, uh, it's called Hunger No More. And I actually have a nonprofit, Hunger No More. And it's a Meals on Wheels program for kids. You know, we have it for seniors where we actually drop the food off. You know, that I, I don't even, I think it's just called Meals on Wheels for, for senior mm-hmm. citizens. But nobody just takes food and drops it off at the children's house. You know, the ones that are maybe 
too young for school that don't get the school lunches. Right. The ones living in the backwoods, you know, parents may be on drugs or alcohol. Mm -hmm. They're not tending to the kids. Kids um, are starving and they don't have a way to go and get food. So I wrote my entire, my thesis, um, my, my thesis was hunger no more. And so they loved it. And so even in Detroit, they wanted to actually, they wanted me to start that program for, for funding and everything in Detroit. Oh, wow. That was in 2005. I, fin no, I finished in 2007. And that's when I met my ex-husband. Well, I had met him in 2005. And so mm -hmm. we were dating long distance. He lived in North Carolina and I was still in Michigan. Mm, okay. so we were dating long distance for two years. And so after I finished the, the mass, I was like, no, I'm relocating to Charlotte. You know, I was like, I'll start it up there. So I I do have a 501c300 no more. I just, um, so when I moved down here, so let me get to when I moved down here, he was like, you're going to start a school for me. And I was like, you're going to help me start my Hunger No More program. Right. And so, of course, <laughs> I did. So, of course, I did. His, he was like, oh, yeah, we can do that. Because my mom and dad they uh they do a summer food program so he, he he's a he was a preacher's kid his dad had a as a pastor and had his own church so they had all kinds of social service programs that they right. were doing okay. at the church and so then when they told me about the summer food program i was excited so i did help him start his school he he was a ex-basketball player and so he had a vision of having helping boys who didn't get that scholarship to the to play for the school that they wanted to Okay. Say you're a senior, you you didn't get the GPA, you right. get the ACT or the SAT, or mm -hmm. right. you hurt, you injured yourself. Um, your coach mm -hmm. never even gave you playing time, and you feel like I can play at the next level. Things like that, whatever the reason was. So we started a program called Queen City Preparatory Academy, and um, using my paralegal skills, I knew how to incorporate it and how to start the school and everything like that. And yeah, recruited boys from all over the world. First, it was just nationally. Then it went internationally. People would call him and say, hey, I want you to prep my boy. We had colleges, coaches saying, hey, I got this kid I've been looking at um, in California. I'm going to send him down there to you. I want you to prep him and stuff like that. So it was a very successful program. Um, and then I was also able in the summertime to do my Hunger No More program okay. and kids. So how it worked with the food and nutrition program, you had to set it up um, in a location and kids had to come to you. So if you had breakfast, you would say breakfast is from eight to nine. You can set it up mm -hmm. in a park. You can set it up at a housing development. You can set okay. it up, um, you know, places like that, wherever you think kids are, are going to be. Gravitating. Okay. But they wanted the kids to sit there eat the food. They couldn't take any home. What if they got a little baby sister at home? You know, right. home. So oh, yeah. it was, it's a good program, but still not feeding all Strict the kids. It. Mm -hmm. it grew so much because I did it every summer. It grew so much that um, we started having, we started taking businesses from um, Charlotte Mecklenburg schools, which was huge. You know, just it was usually just Charlotte Mecklenburg, but they said our food was so much better. You know, it tastes, yeah. it was so much yeah. better. Um, then I, then it was like, well, can you feed our after school programs? And then it was schools who went year round. Can you feed us? We're year round. I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> that's awesome. So it was that awesome. Is. But the problem with, with, with running that organization, right? You, you, it was so much finding good help was very, very hard. And then it was only like 10 weeks in the summer. So finding good help, 
we I, I had so much so many deficiencies like because the state will pop up on you and it's just gonna be it has to be an unannounced visit so they wanted to make sure you're actually doing what you say you're doing and stuff like that and just it, it was so stressful i couldn't even take it because i needed it was so simple to me a daycare center would call and say hey i have 30 kids over here can you know today can you come you know bring us 30 meals for breakfast and for lunch my drivers don't show up. My drivers right. aren't reliable. so happened mm-hmm. the state was there at that time because it said 10 o'clock I was going to be serving, you know, this. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. But I'm going to I'm, I'm, I'm going to start it back up on a smaller okay. scale where I actually have real people, not just summer help, not just this, yeah. you know, real employees. People reliable. take pride, mm-hmm. you know, in what they're doing instead of, you know, quickly hiring people and trying to train them and things like that. But it's wonderful. So, yeah, that's... I. That's my passion. It's still around. I just haven't done it in a while, but I said I was going to get back into it because I, you got. I thought you need that balance to yeah. give back. Yeah. Okay. And then with you, you know, starting the nonprofit, is that how you came about with organic? How did that all come into place? So in two thousand and when I get pregnant, eight. <laughs> <laughs> 2008, right? So, I, you know, I have my relaxer still mm-hmm. you know, down here in Charlotte. It's so mm-hmm. hot. You know, I'm just like, it's so hot. I don't even have to keep my hair in a ponytail. I think I'm going to go natural because, you know, the old, old folks just always say, you're not supposed to put in a relaxer your hair. You pregnant. You're not supposed to, you know, put right. it on mm-hmm. like, I'm going to go ahead and try because people were starting to go natural. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I grew the relaxer out, but then, you know, you're like, okay, now what? Now what? What am I supposed to do this hair now? Like, so I'm researching, trying to see, okay, what do I do with this hair? So that's when I found the website where all of these natural products for our hair was was that was on that website, but you couldn't find any stuff in the stores. Nope. And so I'm ordering and I'm ordering. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna order. I'm gonna make a naturally curly beauty supply where it's gonna be everything off this website and it's gonna be physically right here in the store. And yeah. so I incorporated naturally curly beauty because I had the vision of just being like a, a beauty supply, a distributor. I have mm-hmm. all these brands, I have all these labels here. People, you can just walk on in, you don't have to worry about ordering online and get right. Your stuff right here. And so that's where organic beauty came from but then i started making shea butter for my daughter because i noticed when she was around six or seven months old she had eczema i didn't know mm-hmm. what it was i didn't know anything he took to the doctor like what is this rash and he said that's eczema well how do you treat it yeah. oh we have this topical steroid uh yeah, and Those it doesn't steroids. work. It doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't. And it has it long-term doesn't. effects. And it has long-term yeah. effects. That's what I looked my, up and I saw it. Yep. My my son's sister is going through that right now. It's like steroid mm-hmm. withdrawal. Your your yeah. skin will start shedding and everything. Yes. So I Google like natural ways to, to take care or manage eczema, shea butter, something really thick. You need a really thick butter, really thick oil. They were like shea butter, shea butter. So local distributor here he gets everything and you name it he got all kind of oils butters er, essential oils everything that's where i locally get all of my products third face oil shout out okay <laughs> <And> so, <laughs> so i just started you know making and i started hmm, i don't like the grittiness you know just looking how do you get it smooth you know looking up found recipes on youtube on how to whip it up and so i will put on her skin sure enough it was gone didn't didn't come back wow. up no more problems or anything like that and so then 
you know, looking on YouTube, you know, some of those, um, the, the natural hair people that started off, you know, early, they were using shea yeah. butter to, for their twists. So mm -hmm. I started, you know, her hair twisting it with, and they'd be so pretty shiny twists and curls and stuff. And then, um, other people would see her like, what are you using on her twists? They're so pretty. looks so juicy. And I was like, just shea butter. I was like, I yeah. washed and conditioned it and I put shea butter in it. And so they were like, well, can you make me some? I was like, yeah, I can, I can do that. So it started off with me just making the whipped shea butter for family, friends, or whomever. Asked. I wasn't even selling it. I would just make it up and, you know, I give it to them. And then that's how it, that's how I first started, 2009, when she was born, you know, 2010. Okay. By 2012 is when I was actually um, going to get a, a retail, retail, retail storefront. Um, my husband at the time, he knew that's what I wanted. Cause I was like, you know, I, I'm doing everything out of the house. I had all these brands in my garage, you know, doing everything out the house. And so I found a storefront, you know, found a local co contractor who was going to build it out. He had started painting it and putting in flooring and everything. And I just needed to order my signage and pay the lease, the, okay. the, you know, the deposit first and last month's, you know, written deposit, phone lines, internet, I had it all. I was so excited. Um, hmm. mm. So we, you know, tell my husband because you know we're making a lot of money with this, uh, with our summer food and with mm -hmm. uh, the basketball program and everything. And so, okay, yeah, it's time to start. You know, I gotta give the landlord the deposit for the space. Wrote me out a check. I gave it to the landlord. A couple days later, the landlord says that check bounced. And I say, okay. So I go back to my ex-husband. He's like, couldn't be. Because I tell him, run it again. Run it again. <laughs> oh, the check bounced. And so I was like, what are you, are you telling me that we don't have the money for the lease? For, you know, the first, the, the, for the, for the business? And so he was like, I mean, you know, it's more money coming in and more money coming in or whatever. And I just was like, nope, I'm not going into business like that. I, you know, I thought we were somewhere that, I, that we should establish, right. Mm -hmm. Where we could have something on the side so I can have this. I don't want to use what we have while we take coming. Boys, right. You know? mm -hmm. And so my little dream fizzled out and it died. And, um, but I still kept all of my contacts. Mm -hmm. So there was a, a local person, a local girl here who made the best soaps. I loved her soaps. And I was actually selling her soaps, you know, on the on Naturally Curly Beauty Supply uh, website. Mm -hmm. It started growing so much, probably just because of marketing. I wasn't doing anything special. I was just, you know, I had Instagram, I had Facebook, and I was just marketing, right. marketing, marketing. And um, so it her soap orders were getting so like we, we were in like a 50, 50, 50, a 50% of wholesale dealership. You know, she would, you know, charge me 50% of the her, yeah. her retail price or whatever. So, um, started getting lots of soap orders. And so she would say, she got to a point where she's like, where are you getting all these orders? Where are they coming from? Or, you know, she was falling a few weeks behind on, you know, providing me with the soap so that I can send it to my customers. Just service was getting bad and her her attitude was kind of getting wow. funny acting. And I couldn't understand it because this you're, uh, you're making money. money. Right. <laughs> money and this is awesome. Um I even think one time somebody, one of the some one of the customers from Black Girls Run has said, Nandra, oh girl, your soaps are so good. <laughs> He thought that I was claiming I made her soap. 
and oh. felt some kind of way about that too and i had to tell my customers no i sell them i don't make them <laughs> yeah. no but they like wow. I feel her brand and mm -hmm. so my son was like mom you can make your own soap and he showed me a youtube video and that's how i started i started making soap i was still selling all the hair care brands and things that mm -hmm. i had and then one of my girlfriends who's like just in the know here in Charlotte, she, she invited me to a pop-up. She said, you should come to this pop-up. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, it was at a, you know, what do you call it? Like the, the community room inside of an apartment complex, the, the community room there, you know, mm -hmm. all the, with Tennessee. The conference yeah. Conference. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And so it was in, it was in that kind of location. And so, yes, I sold out. Every, I mean, hair stuff, soap, hay yes. butter. I sold out. So that lit, that lit a spark. And I want to say that was 2013. Yep, 2013 was wow. my first uh, market. And I was still under the name um, Naturally Curly Beauty. Okay. So when I started, um, uh, I think I was going and going, but customers will come up and they will say, well, do you make hair care products? Do you make this? Do you make that? And I would say, no, but I can, you know, so almost mm -hmm. of, of my product mm -hmm. line came from my customers giving mm -hmm. me ideas. Oh, I really love lavender and lemongrass or my one customer. I never forget. She was like, I love patchouli. And I was mm -hmm. like, Oh, it smells bad. But I was like, let me find something, <laughs> something that's for her, but other people, right? Yes, yeah. people would just come and and so I would make it. And I said, well, let me see how it does at the next pop up I do. And if people buy it, then I'm going to add it to my line. Why? And that's how it just grew and grew. I stopped with um, being a distributor because I said it's changing now. It's not yeah. naturally curly because people like the skincare part of, of mm -hmm. you know the things that I'm doing. And so I sat around for a name and I was like, organic beauty. Mm. That would be cute because I wanted to focus on organic item, um, products yeah. and, and supplies. And and that's that's how that's where the name came from. And and I switched the name from um, Naturally Curly Beauty to Organic Beauty and just started making soap and lotion and body butter and sugar mm. scrub and facial care stuff. Yeah. And, I do have a hair and stuff. I already I noticed the skin as soon as you got on. It is glowing, right? I do that all the time because oh my god, I had acne. I had cystic acne. It was it was so bad all my life, all my life. And it's hereditary because my mother's sisters, uh, one of her sisters had really bad cystic acne, and so. My doctor took me off of birth control in 2016 because I had a pulmonary embolism. Wow. Oh, wow. The pulmonary embolism, my doctor said it had to come from all the stress that I was going through and anger, mm -hmm. pain and hurt because I was going through a divorce in 2016. Mm -hmm. So he says, you know, he cannot medically say that that's what it was, but he knew I hadn't hurt myself. I hadn't right. had a broken leg. I hadn't had any surgeries. I didn't mm -hmm. have anything, uh, you know, that would have caused this pulmonary embolism. But he's like, stress yeah. can, do, can do wonders on your body. Right. And yeah. yeah. And so took me, I'm not like, no, because that's what I use to control my acne. Like, what am I going to do? So I started researching again. It's, oh my gosh, I tell people all the time, you don't have to use birth control. Do not, because your body goes through this detox 
and I felt like everything unnatural was coming out through mm -hmm. my pores wow. because of years wow. and years and years of birth control pills. Um, and so, yeah, African, I, I, African black soap. I don't make, mm -hmm. that's the one thing I don't make because I like people from the motherland to make it. And I don't, I'm not even going to try to do that. Yeah. All that smoke, okay. all that fire. I see blue. <laughs> I said, no, right. get it straight from y'all. And so African black soap. And then I, it was like lemon and honey and yeah. uh, the clay, the clay mask. Right. Water, 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 water. And I was gonna say yes. And one thing about organic beauty is it is a big name because a lot of these products, if you are not looking, it is not organic. There's a lot of alcohol and fragrance, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff added to it. Yeah, like unnecessary. I don't even know why, but That's hey. what, and I used to always say that if you cannot read the ingredients on your labels, then you shouldn't be putting it on your skin. And then I would always post like, do you know it only takes 26 seconds for what? you put on your skin to sink into your bloodstream wow. so you're putting all this stuff in you wondering where are these fibroids and all mm -hmm. these other issues and things coming from because it's in your skin and then and then people don't understand like what you put on your skin is just as important as what you put inside your body because this is an organ so it's yeah. it needs to it needs to shed skin and the pores need mm -hmm. to be open um mm -hmm. yeah that's a great yeah. point that you made. Because oh, that's a good thing. Go yeah. ahead, Tyra. Yeah. So, just growing up, I was always in like some medical class. And one of the top questions that we ask, like, what's the biggest organ? And you always think, like, my brain, my heart, it's your skin. And I don't, I think that it goes over our head mm -hmm. because it goes through so much. But like, we got to take care of it just like we take care of everything else. Yes, it's so, so important. And, you know, Shipping, you know, shipping my products, especially my shea butters. I, I am in a warm climate in North Carolina. So I, I'm not going to put waxes or other things in my body butter just so they can ship and withstand the heat. You mm. know, it's like there is it, it's gonna melt, you know. They're like, but what if I do overnight? Ma'am, it's gonna be on somebody's mail truck unless right. the mail truck is air conditioned <laughs> and they hand it to you and it's not sitting on your porch in Houston, Texas. Right. You know, yeah. It's gonna melt, you know. So I, I have so many, you know, trial and error with the customers. Um, you know, putting disclaimers up like listen, it's natural. I am not gonna put stuff in here just so it just to it satisfy that right mm -hmm. who wants to put wax on on your skin you know i just I, I yeah mm -hmm. so you and know once you use the natural stuff it does you feel like you're cheating yourself when you use that stuff so the I people who don't right. know yet they haven't switched mm -hmm. to the organ then I try to exact. I try to tell them. Remember how when we all want to go natural, and your you your scalp and your hair goes through this detox. Like mm -hmm. some people's scalps were, were super itchy, you know, because yeah, you know, mm -hmm. we're not putting those chemicals in there now, and your scalp is like, what's going on? What's going but on? Mm -hmm. you, but you give it six months, right? And they're like, give it six months, your curls are going to be popping, your scalp is going to be fine. It's the same thing when you switch to natural products. Like people, they'll they'll buy a bar of soap and like. Mm, out my skin was dry as soon as you know as soon as I got out the shower or whatever. I was like, okay, but keep trying it, keep using it. <laughs> you know? Everything takes time. <laughs> it ta anything takes time. Keep you, you know, exfoliate, get that, you know, sugar scrub first, you know, mm -hmm. and, and, and keep on. You'll see, you will see. Your skin is just gonna be shiny. People will be like, oh my gosh, your skin. So, and it's so funny because even to this day, people will be like, you know, 
because I'll be 52 in next next Saturday. So people are like, girl, what you using? And I said, you know I make, you know I make skincare. I have a, a cleanser, a toner, and a serum wow. to put on your face. I'm telling you, it, it stops the wrinkles, it stops the mm -hmm. dark circles, it stops everything. I need that. People, I need it for the dark circles. Absolutely. <laughs> I, need it, yes. I do this all the time. And my dad has the permanent line. So I'm like, you can't do that. T, that's going to be you in a cup. Like, so I definitely <laughs> need, to tighten, I need to tighten this up in here. <laughs> yes. And people are saying, oh, it's hereditary. But could it be hereditary because they didn't do nothing about it either? You know yeah, what I'm you like, know? nope, I see it coming. Nope. Because my dad was in his 20s doing this all the time. Yeah. And now it won't go away. <laughs> yes. So I'm a proponent of it. I love it. I'm never going to stop. Never going to stop making it. And then think about it. You make your own soap. Who you, I'm, the, the, the word of the world's come at the end. Walking Dead come. Yeah. I, I still make yeah. my own soap. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. Bottles of soap are $10. That's yeah, crazy. yeah, is, yes. and it's not organic. <laughs> no, but you know what, Nadra? This is a little off topic, a little bit, but it's something that you said, and it really stood out to me. And you know, I do the motivational speaking thing, so I always try to find like the deeper meaning and the good behind something. And you said you weren't ashamed to say you got into entrepreneurship because of your ex husband. And I felt like that just strikes something in me because I was like, you know what? You don't meet anyone on accident and you don't question, you know, the season that they were there and what they were supposed to teach you. You know what I mean? And you didn't have any hate in your heart when you said that. You can tell, you know, you were very grateful and it just shows. And it's, and I'm just so glad that you not only got your children out of it, but you, you kind of like you lived a whole Elevated. new life. Right. <laughs> yeah, like you started your own new journey. You, he probably would have been in the way. Like, I'm so happy for you. Thank yeah. you, Tyra. And just to go along with what you said, my pastor said the same thing. Mm. He said, um, how many of you are not from Charlotte? So we all raised our hands. He was like, wow. he told his story the same thing. He was not from Charlotte. He's like, you were brought here not because of the person who you think you're here for. You were brought here for a totally different reason. Mm, he said the same thing and it was so touching because you know you, you going through that divorce you're like i could have stayed in detroit when i yeah. moved out mm -hmm. here my right. mm -hmm. so he was like no you were brought here for a whole other reason than what you think mm -hmm. you were brought here for yep and i do i am very appreciative of of him showing me you know no you can be a your own business you can you know create your own time your own hours and make your own money and you always will have that skill you know yeah. right he did he showed me that, that awesome. it's crazy okay. a lot of people inspired me that aren't really in my life anymore and i had mm -hmm. to learn not to question it but just to take like what you know what they brought you know to my life and some of it was courage new ideas you know so yeah and it's funny yeah, that mm. path changed, right? I just right. wanted to be a distributor. I just wanted to be like, here, beauty supplies right here. Black owned beauty supply store. <laughs> but yeah. it was like, nope, you're a creator. You're going to make things. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I am grateful. So what <laughs> struggles um, have you faced, you know, being a business owner on your own? Money. products. <laughs> Money. As my yeah, girlfriend as my girlfriend says, who's a poet, I'm trying to have my part-time job be my full-time job. Come on. Like, <laughs> yes. 
Me too. I see that. That is what I want. Um, and help. You know, finding. So for me, finding someone who who I can actually teach how to make the soap, how mm, to make the yeah. make the products, and to actually you know be willing to come in and actually help. My own kids don't even help. I, you know, I have to. My youngest daughter, I have to. You know, um, complain a little, and she'll do it. Like right now, I like when I'm cutting my soaps, they come in a big loaf, and so you end up with like a little cut, piece on, on the end. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so on the ends, I'm like, I'm not throwing mm-hmm. the ends away. I'm gonna do something with them. So I, started, <laughs> I started like giving them as free samples, and for every order, you oh, get a free okay. sample, right? Mm-hmm. So now I have an idea of oh. taking all the samples and putting them in a box, so you have a collection of the different. Oh, okay, samples. that's so pretty she, cool. It's pretty cool, right? Because people are people want free samples, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so I so I, I have her now wrapping. She she shrink wraps herself, put the labels on them, because and, and she's doing that now. So I'm thankful, <laughs> thankful yeah. that she's doing it, and and like I'm getting ready to move into another store who wants to carry my products. I think we open on um, August 26 on my birthday, so I have to buy my own um, retail shelving and things like that. Okay. So. She uh, told my daughter to paint it white. You know, no, I didn't even tell her. I was like, I'm gonna have to paint this white. And I just haven't gotten around to it because I'm such a procrastinator. I was probably gonna start painting it on Saturday and, and, and it's gonna be wet and can't put the stuff on the shelf. So I go into the garage the other day. She painted it without, oh. without me asking or anything. I was like, oh. awesome. <laughs> Let me go online and send you a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> But yes, so I can't say for me, definitely the money, the the foot traffic to the website. Okay. I don't care about followers that don't necessarily lead to a sale. Mm -hmm. I I feel Mm -hmm. like Google, Google search engine um, optimization and um, SEO optimization, just driving traffic to the website, I think leads to orders. And that's where I'm lacking. Okay. Do you are you promoting? Do you have a social media promoter? Nope. And that's my prop. See, that's the problem. Okay. I, I don't do mark. I don't do any marketing. I need that's that's that. where your sales are going to come from. Marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As far as help, I could suggest maybe going to like a career link thing at like people mm-hmm. that's maybe wanting to high school kids or even people that's in college. And you can actually, you know, teach them how to do it and how to have how to have their own business. And they can actually start as an intern helping you. I like that. I didn't think about internship. I tried to one time have a soap making class. I think it was a disaster. It was I had about five people. And because soap making because I I make myself using what's called the cold process soap. So it's almost it's like for, for scratch if you're making a cake. You know, okay. you can go you can go buy Duncan Hines and, and mm-hmm. that's called hot process soap. Okay. Cold process is like from scratch. Okay. And just monitoring them because everything is all about temperatures and it was so bad. And <laughs> yeah. I was stressed out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, hurry up, hurry up, pour it into the mold before it gets too hard. <laughs> hurry up, hurry up. Hurry up. Uh, and so I kept yeah. thinking, like, how can I do it again? I get so many requests on a soap making class, and it would be very profitable. I would, I would love to do it. It's I don't know how to do it with a class. You know, you have to at least well, maybe do a teaching soap. first before y'all actually go hands on. Maybe do a, a paperwork technique. This is the steps that we're going to do, and then when we yeah. actually do the 
process, they'll already have a visual in their head of this is what you need to do. This is where the temperature needs to be. This is how it yes. happens. So that will actually, you know, help with the process of when you're going hands on because they already have the visual at the paper learning, basically. And so you're so right, Shanir. Here's the problem. I don't know if it's because I'm a Virgo. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> I'll do I'll do videos and then I hate them. And I'm like, I'm not posting this. I'm gonna post mm -hmm. it. Oh yeah, it is. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah. Were you the only instructor in the, like, when you were teaching how to make the soaps? That might be hard, too. You're the only instructor. You can't be yeah, that's a lot. in every place at once. <laughs> yeah. No, that I would be stressed, too. <laughs> have someone um, maybe have a person that's hands-on with each person so that everything's leveled out properly. That's what it is. It's the temperatures. Like you said, I mean, that's the, that's the key. But you, you can't have people who don't even know how to read a thermometer. That's true. <laughs> But now one of my business partners, okay. she, she owns a candle shop. And so she would put on events, you know, she would do candle making and then I would do bath bomb making. Oh, bath bombs. Was, that was successful. That okay. was successful. That's so you you can't really mess that up. Make that bath you can't mess it up. So it was but nice. So the women, a lot of it's all there. Yeah, right, right. And that was we mm. we used to do those events events like every two years. I mean, every like twice a year. But we we kind of stopped. But we should have kept because it was it was like a girls' night out. I think she would call right. it like a night out thing. So we had wine and food, and they can make their candles. They can make their okay. bath bombs. It was so nice. Um, so that was fun to do. But I need, I definitely need help. I try to get my son. You know, these young kids who's technologically savvy, you know, TikToking <laughs> and all that stuff. And to help me, you know, you yeah. well, if if you don't like if you don't like the number of files I have, then why don't you help me? Right. You know? I agree. I agree. Well, if we wanted to purchase um the soap and stuff, where what website or where can we find you? Right. Sure. So you can go to my website, www.organicbeautyskin and organic is spelled with a K at the end. Okay. Organicbeautyskin.com. In Charlotte, here locally, I am at the Charlotte Douglas International Airport at the Charlotte Supply know. Company. Yeah, they keep me keep me busy. And yes, that's a big deal. Right, <laughs> that's a big deal. So every time I go to the airport, I go in and check it. Like, let me see how myself is looking over here. Um, I am all at Happy Cat Candles and Gifts. She's located with inside the North Lake Mall here in Charlotte. Um, she we she's at opening up a new location in Fort Mill, South Carolina, um, on August 26th. I'll be there. Okay. I am at the Brown Sugar Collab, which is and Happy Cat Candles is the same. They these two people and Brown Sugar Collab they have the same concept. They have only um, handmade items and oh. from individual. I don't want to say it's all from black black owned companies but the majority of us are okay. black owned artisans and things that you can um that we make in their in their stores brown sugar collab is the same she's located in uptown charlotte now she has a very premier location okay. um selling the same thing just selling other other people's products that are that are handmade um where else am i i'm on fair Ooh. fair wholesale so fair is um Say, for instance, you have a, a, a boutique and you want to mm -hmm. offer, you want to, you know, provide some soaps and body butters. You'll go to fair and for wholesale, wholesale, then you can, you know, feature my products in your in your store. Okay, so I'm, I'm on Amazon. Organic Beauty is on Amazon, and I think that's it. 
Yeah. That is oh, oh no, painting yourself, girl. Painted tree. I'm sorry. So painted tree is the same concept, but it's huge. So painted tree is national. It's 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 almost in every state. They take over big box, big stores like Target or or TJ Maxx. Like it's huge mm-hmm. like that. And you come in and you'll see all these products that are handmade by vendors. And we have our own booth and it, it's like a pop-up, but it's a permanent pop-up. Okay. Wonderful. So yeah, Painted Tree and Matthews, I'm also there. So Girl, you got a name for yourself. You got to do I'm like growing, little to attract more people. I'm growing. Refer, I, I to, the, refer someone the, to this or do monthly subscriptions. We'll talk. Yes. We'll talk. Because yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start throwing a whole bunch of stuff out. Yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> I never say no. I, I get a, I get an invite. Like there's one coming in January. I get, yep. I, yes, I will be ready. Yes, I will be ready. That's to awesome. Yes, I can. So, yes, I am growing. So it looks like I am getting there. You know, yes. to the point to where it's growing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, so we're going to hit a quick um, commercial before we go into uh, the last question of the hour. Have you recently started a business? Maybe looking to get more exposure? Are you interested in taking your business to the next level? Let Uncommon Women podcasts further assist you with our business and brand promoting packages. For more information, please email us at uncommonwomenpodcast.com or reach us directly on one of our social media platforms so we can further assist you. And always remember, stay uncommon. Let's All check right. here and see if we have any questions or comments from our viewers. Okay, nope. Go ahead, Tyra. Well, I know when we talked in the green room, green room, you said you didn't have much, but I honestly, I can say something for you if you don't have anything. But dig deep. <laughs> Besides everything that we talked about, what makes you uncommon? And you can't pick your name. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think what makes me uncommon is I am really a well-rounded woman. I've I've experienced almost everything that you can possibly experience in living. I grew up with not much. Um, went through parent had you know lived in a very dysfunctional family. I've gone through a divorce. Um, girl next door type of person though um this personality that you would never know where i came from or what i was going through um grew up in the church Mm -hmm. like as a kid i just can remember praying as a kid um you know on on my knees you know praying because i I probably saw on tv you're supposed to do that or something yeah (laughs) I, i think i'm uncommon because there i feel there's nothing I that I haven't experienced. There's there's nothing I can, that I cannot advise any other woman on. I I I can advise people on on children and family and and marriage, um, business, corporation, law, mm-hmm. um, yeah. real estate. I, I've, wow. kind of, mm-hmm. I've kind of done. I, I even worked for 
a hospice company. I know a little healthcare law. I, I kind of, I, I'm kind of just a, a blend of, I think truly every woman, um, every experience and, and still willing to learn and still willing to expand and still willing to grow. I, I, I don't, I'm never going to be that person that's left behind, especially mm-hmm. with, with technology or with, or with any type of resources. I, I'm, I'm a go-getter. And then I like to chill out. I like to have fun and I like to eat and I like to cook and I mm-hmm. like to, I kind of like to do everything. So, you know, people, I, Shanira, I, I met Shanira and we clicked just like that. And I feel like I can hang out with all types of group. I, I can I can fit in any environment and still, but still while maintaining my own identity, but I can still, not many people have those skills. So I, I like, like, like that last one. Yes. Cause you gotta uh, maintain I, your own identity. She's yes. a plug. That's what that come down to. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And yes. if you don't know it, she'll find out. There we go. <laughs> yes, yes. That is true. So honestly, stay tuned with her because she might have something new going on next year, <laughs> along with your organic skincare. But um, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, thank you, Nadra, for sharing your testimony, making us laugh and inspiring us all. Um, stay tuned with Uncommon Woman every Thursday. We have the best interviews that you ever saw. And we also have some available spots for the next two months. So if you guys know anyone, Nadra, if you know anyone, I know you have some friends. Mm-hmm. please send them our way uncommonwoman at gmail.com we're also on instagram where you can see me doing motivational mondays um and we have some new things in the works so please follow us on ig we're going to get real active and we're going to interact with the crowd we want to know what you guys feel we're going to spice it up and then last but not least we also have a self-love seminar that i will be speaking at first um, in November, the first weekend before Thanksgiving. So let's get some self-love going before we spend time with our family. And, you know, just give somebody, you know, you got to love on yourself before you can love on others. So love on yourself first and then go be around your loved ones and give them all the love that you got to give left, okay? And also, as you saw, we had our first commercial break. I think for me, that was my first one. So we're also promoting businesses. So if you guys know anybody who wants their business promoted, we will do that. Um, also, with transitioning to television, this will be a great marketing strategy, Nadra, to get yourself out there and get people knowing what you got going on. So please tap in with us. We got a lot going on, but it's all good for you, okay? Okay. All right. Stay uncommon. Stay uncommon. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you've been shacking up with us for a while and haven't subscribed to our channel, what are you waiting for? Please like and subscribe to Uncommon Woman, so you won't miss another episode. And remember, don't let anything or anyone affect your peace. Good vibes and stay uncommon.